Hey, I'm Pappy. Adam Willis is out tonight, but you're listening to The Geek Down on WEMF Radio. That's funky indeed, yo. The man started with Q real early. You know what that means? It means it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a hot one. It's going to be a messed up. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Sometimes I got to compose myself. I blame mm. Mike. Mike Keep came in the house spreading man. disease. I, I, I am spreading disease. I'm a little Girl. shame on you. I am a little uh, Mary Typhoid over here. I'm trying to keep me a little, trying to get some distance, man. Trying yeah, to get dude. caught up. No, hey. don't get close to me. You only get hurt. Mm, yeah, mm, I don't need to tell me twice. <laughs> yeah, kids, man. You may want to heartbreak and put a wall between them before you uh, need another smallpox vaccine. Yeah, for it's like real. 15 joints. Tit, 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 tit. For real. Thank you, United States Army. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down. You are joining us here on WEMFRadio.com or you are watching us live on twitch.tv slash the geek down i am of course pat b in the house i'm looking around at a bunch of handsome faces to my left we have our illustrious guests mr dale stones how's it going y'all hey. all right and filling in for black adam willis we have the second blackest man in the <laughs> in the wwf <laughs> uh, i'm talking of course about uh, <laughs> can't even do it with a straight face can't do straight face my man my man lefty lewis over there how's it going guys uh doing okay man thanks for joining us with your bumpy knuckles absolutely <laughs> all right across the table my homeboy from way back orange juice james peace peace glad to be here today yeah. all right and of course he's handsome he's gritty he's gruff i'm talking about just johnny and that's enough Yep. Hey. And I look across the window to the booth. The man who keeps sounding amazing every week, consistently, religiously, scruffily. DJ Herbie Herb. <laughs> Holler. Holler. Okay, like, like new catchphrase. I'm liking that. I'm liking that. The extra inflection. Uh, but, but, I'm yeah. trying it out. You know, with the hard R? Okay. Yeah, you tossed it up. Let's do it. Yeah, do it for 24 hours. Throw, throw up one of these and go, Holler back, player. <laughs> All right, we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. But first, I want to do a little special thing for an audience of one. Uh, my buddy Kevin's birthday is coming up. Kevin Bradbury, you old food dog, mark-ass trick. I hope you're having a good time. Are you Jive Turkey? Anyone got some choice words for this clown? Yeah, I'm going to jump on Jive Turkey. Mm-hmm. And I, sir, even though I've not met you, am certain you are a Jive Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> if you're hanging uh, on with the likes of Pat B over here, you're definitely a mark-ass. <laughs> you got to throw me under the bus like that? Wow. Okay. Okay. You know what's the song? It's all good, baby. It's all good. I see how we rolling. Yo, Kevin. Happy birthday. Happy you birthday. 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 <laughs> 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 I said my soda that I'm sure somebody spent. <laughs> all right. So, like I said, we do have an awesome show for you. We got news, weirdness going on mm-hmm. all over. I just want to jump into the first news story because it involves Miss Everyone's favorite psychopath, Mr. Mel Gibson. Make some good it's movies, not my though. Favorite psychopath. He makes great movies, man. I can't hate. He used to make some solid flicks. Yeah. Make some great movies. Man, it's like Passion of the Christ was a mm-hmm. snuff fit, was a religious theme snuff. Yeah, uh, don't hate, brother. <laughs> it did what it's supposed to do. But it, it was supposed to do. Had a conscience, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> right? I, I, I'm at. I'm at. <laughs> Well done, well played, played, sir, well played. (laughs) played. And we'll tell you why that's well played, because the story here is um, that Mel Gibson's called out the uh, uh, Marvel movies um, for, quote-unquote, violence without conscience. Uh, Now, uh, in a recent interview with with the Washington Post, uh, while out promoting his new movie Hacksaw Ridge, uh, Gibson criticized uh, other Hollywood films for the way they present what he described as uh, violence without conscience, uh, movies that willfully... Um, displayed destruction on massive scales and God knows how much loss of life. 
Um, now, why he called out uh, Marvel films in particular, he went on to uh, aim his remarks at any we know why. Uh, cinematic. Yeah. We know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe Marvel should, like, come up with some type of, like, government issue, like, thing to, like, stop him from, you know. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, like, a, like a ratings board and commission? Uh, and some then, type of registration act for know, these superheroes that are going around blowing things up. That's a good idea. We could make them <laughs> wear, like, special indicators or, or marks on their arm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Maybe even a specific armband so we can identify them from a distance. Or just nuke them from orbit with a helicarrier. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Just like yeah. problem solved. Did you just watch Civil War and was like overwhelmed by it, dude, or something? Nah, this is a case of yeah. somebody being a hater because they know that more often than not, they're not. When their movie's dropping on the same weekend as Dr. Strange, really, though? Come on now. Yeah. yeah. yeah Come yeah, on. Like, yeah, I, I really want to see what the box office numbers look like. I mean, this is this maybe a little controversial, me being a veteran and all, but I have zero desire to see Hexar Ridge. Zero desire well, the, at all. You think he's just butthurt because he didn't get cast as Doctor Strange himself? Yeah. I think he is, honestly. I think he may be. <laughs> like, like I can play this role. Yeah. Titus Cumbersnatch I mean, yeah. grabbing <laughs> guy. Oh, the man with the <laughs> most preposterous name in all of cinema. Benedict the, Cumberbatch. It is the awesomest name ever in cinema. <laughs> it is it, certainly the most British. It is. I cannot think of a more British name than that. Well, I, no, will, I will throw Engelbert Humperdinck, but that was like that was that was a moniker. He yeah, chose that. Stage name because mm-hmm. yeah. isn't I? I mean I don't know if this is true, but I heard that his stage, uh, his normal name was just too boring. It was <laughs> Gary, yeah, Gary Dorsey. Yeah, you're not selling. You're not selling arenas yeah. with Gary. No, Dorsey. you're not. Yeah, you're you're not. not selling out a but, bar. But, you know but, I mean? but, but Sting's real name is Gordon. All right, this dude chose Sting. You can't mess with a name like Sting. No, Engelbert Humperdinck. Like the name itself, you expect a picture of someone getting a wedgie. Uh, uh, I always just picture um, uh, the the uh, egg that fell off of the wall. Help me out here. Hum- Humpty, 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 Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, Humpty Dumpty. I picture Humpty, Humpty, Humpty Dumpty. Made cool by uh, Shock G and Digital Underground. So, I mean, <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Let somebody let somebody form like get get a, get a, get a hip hop single with with uh, with, with uh, uh, Engelbert in yeah. the name or with Cumber. Well, Cumberbatch can do it. Cause we we have the uh, the Doctor um, the Doctor Strange review coming up later on, and I thought it was dope. Um, Mike, what did you think? Of it? Foreshadowing. Uh, Mike did not end up seeing the movie Neither because the uh, cinema was sold out, and his friends are um, uh, jive, uh, jive turkey suckers. Yeah, di- yes, jive turkey mark suckers. <laughs> <laughs> they were no. They're just yeah. all like, hey, let's just go home. And I was like, I don't want to argue with you people. Man. It was like eight o'clock, it, dude. My one friend goes to bed at like ten. That's crazy. Oh, like, dude, man. it's Saturday. He's like, like I'm tired. I'm like, yeah. Adulting, baby, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> you're supposed to burn the candles at both ends and die early. What's wrong with you? Dude, I went, dude I went to go see Bellator in, in Connecticut. Two hours of sleep at the drive back to make it back to the armory for drill the next morning. Two hours of sleep. Flying down freaking 93, 95. No excuse. Yeah. He should have been out. No, no he excuse. Should've he should have seen Doctor Strange. Dan, if you're listening, we all agree that you were wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so take heed. You've been clowned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, back to Gibson. Yeah, What's going yeah, on with old Melly Bell? All right. So now he's acknowledged that there's violence in his own movies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, some of his own, too. Braveheart, mm-hmm. um, Apocalypto, mm-hmm. uh, pay, uh, uh, what was it, Paycheck? Yeah, payback. Yeah, payback. Payback, 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 yeah. Who's payback? Get the gringo. Affleck, right? Affleck was paycheck. Okay, yeah, yeah. Payback, payback is raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hacksaw Ridge, which is based off a true story, but like a true story, war story. And in that movie, from what I've heard, is like the violence in it. I haven't seen it, unfortunately, myself. Mm-hmm. But I've heard from like reliable sources that have gotten early taste them that the violence uh, actually um, makes uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan 
that 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 Normandy beach scene mm-hmm. makes that like pale in comparison. Mm-hmm. Which is that? That's a deep sea. Like people picking up their limbs. Like, oh god, my testicle. Why? <laughs> and, <laughs> and this movie, yeah, this movie puts them all like makes them all look like PG. I'm like, that's that's legit. That's serious. We're taking notice. But he also acknowledges, yeah, there's violence in my movies, but there's violence with the purpose. You know, um, the reason uh, becomes clear. There's some kind of moral. Um, okay, best example is the Passion of the Christ, mm-hmm. which is a movie with a deep um, religious message. Definitely deep conscious, but also one of the rawest bit of like just mm-hmm. bl- explicit violence he'll mm-hmm. ever come across. Uh, and he's but I mean, he acknowledges, and his movies have that take that accountability. I mean, that's not. I mean, it's not like he. It's like he wrote the, the biblical story. So it's like, come on, bro. You you work you work with the material. All you did was put your perspective on the material. The material is already there. So I mean, he could use the Passion of Christ well, as, his, as his reasoning. Credit, you got to look towards the back of the Bible. That's what. <laughs> No. So, I, mean, I mean, he's he already he already has his material. So for him to like try to take credit and say, "Oh, there, there was some there was a moral story to this," like, bro, you didn't write it. You know, what I mean, like it was already written. Like you just took it and just did it. So I mean, give me something that you that he has done that he had a lot more creative control over, um, without without any sort of um, hand string, um, his hands being tied together to do it. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like. Hacksaw Ridge, okay. I mean, the only reason he's even willing to say this about that is considering the fact that the main the main protagonist of the movie was a conscientious objector. Mm-hmm. Like, minus that dude, we were just talking about how gory the movie is. Yeah. Based, I mean, based upon what you said, because I didn't see it either, but from the coming attractions, there's a lot of gore in that movie from what yeah. I see, at least on the trailers. So if you take out the one the one guy running, saving all the lives without a weapon, him being a conscientious objector, if you take him away from it, it's just another gory war movie. Yeah. So now you want to get on your high horse and, and badmouth all the Marvel movies as if it's just violence for the sake of... I find that garbage oh, totally. because I mean there is there is a moral to these stories when it comes to the Marvel universe when these big battle scenes happen. Granted, granted, I'm not seeing Tony Stark break on a paycheck and pay back the city of New York. All right, I'm not seeing that. But at the same time, there is a there is this element of good versus evil in it, mm-hmm. and you know this when a climactic battle scene happens. There is this understanding that the good has to overcome the evil in order to save the people, yeah, and the, the, the people are just are collateral America. damage. Not to say it like that, but it is. The whole concept of Captain America: Civil War was taking accountability for the damage that they did in the first uh, Avengers movie and in the previous Captain America movies, yeah. and to a lesser degree, the Iron Man movies. But all of those as a culmination of you all did some like extinction level yeah. destruction, mm-hmm. and, and it, you all need to be held. And it, it continues like we were talking before the show. Mm-hmm. It capitulate. It, it trickles down. Because if you, uh, anybody out there watches Agents of Shield, like a lot of their plot, especially this season, is revolving around. Hey, um, superheroes are really crazy, and in the Agents of Shield universe, they have um, the Inhumans, which are supposed to be like yes. X Men stand-ins, and they're yeah. like, you know, it's it's the X Men plot retread, which is a whole other argument. But like, at the end of the day, they're like, you know, there needs to be consequences for your actions. You guys just can't run around. You listening, Mel? Consequences. Which, by the way, on another yes. note, Mel Gibson is watching. Just want to point that out. Better be. Look, I'm pretty sure he's on. Mel Google Gibson this. strikes me as that guy who gets to say oh yeah you know it's really violent because that's how it was back in the day like he's hiding behind like like you said like that's that's how it went down with the passion of the christ and this is how it went down on hacksaw ridge and this is war but you can make a really great war movie with a sensible level of violence mm-hmm. okay. uh, and like to to counter that i remember watching a real quick an interview with um the creators of game of thrones yeah and they admitted in their first few seasons like we went way too far in some scenes mm-hmm. and like to the point where we're laughing watching them later because it's just comical. Um, well, they and, couldn't help kill Sean Bean over and over again. I mean, yeah. They have a problem. 
problem. Like uh, the Battle of Blackwater, somebody gets stabbed in the back of the neck and he sort of falls <laughs> over and there's blood everywhere. And they're like, we didn't need to show that for four seconds. It was one second would have been fine. You guys get the idea. Mm-hmm. And like they learn from their mistakes. Like, you know, I'm all for gratuitous violence. I'm not approved by any means. But like, don't come at me with like you know try and take the moral high ground on me like don't exactly. don't yeah, do yeah. that and i yeah. he strikes me as a guy who's doing that right now and that's what irks me mm-hmm. yeah, that's, this, is, this is what confuses me about the whole mel gibson point of view thing right you know you have the marvel movies and all of their morality is pretty ham-fisted like you come at mm-hmm. it he's just like i i'm captain america i am america mm-hmm. i represent our interests and all of a sudden there's surveillance and that's the thing that splits everybody in half and you just have like them slash it out and whatever um, but what I find interesting is, like, you're never going to see someone's limb get blown off in a Marvel movie. Nope. You're never going to see that. <laughs> but, like, everything Mel Gibson's been in, going back to Mad Max, you see a lot of senseless violence. Yeah. And it's, just mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you can hide behind whatever you want, but, like, you can't even compare them. They're just apples and oranges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, Mel Gibson's a crazy person. Don't <laughs> <laughs> forget that. But, but, so. Dot that eye across <laughs> that T there. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to uh, harp too much on, his, on like, the, the violence in his, in, his, uh, in his cinematic past, because I think... I see the point he's trying to make. This is just, this is a complete overstep. Like, he has no business chiming in on this particular facet. One, because I don't think he's done his full research. I think he's watched a couple of movies and said, they blew up tons of buildings. This is ridiculous. I'm going to go on uh, Press Junket and some such. And also, he did this while promoting his new movie. Mm Mm-hmm about a pacifist soldier mm-hmm. so maybe he stands to gain a bit of personal uh damn what's the word I'm looking you say, for say money. like a come you to Jesus to get money, money. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like Johnny Cash had at the end of his career where he's just like alright I better start you yeah, know I'm, I'm voting for my shit <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely uh, so I mean even though this seems to have all the best intentions in the world I think Subversively, he's just it's self-serving. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Like yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the story's out there. You know, look it up and make and make and make your own judgment. But yeah, Mel Gibson's still a jive sucker. So yep, jive, jive turkey, jive sucker, mm-hmm. jive something. Jive fast, <laughs> mother. Okay, Let's just keep bringing it back. <laughs> DJ Herbie Herb, however, gives him four stars. What? Oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next news story. <clears throat> now this one actually got me though. Um, Wizard World Inc. I'll, I'll actually read this one proper because it, it, it gets a little into itself. Mm-hmm. Wizard World Inc. has filed suit against former chief marketing officer Steve Seamus. Now, the lawsuit alleges that Seamus, in his role for the company, diverted autographed products from talent that he contracted himself to appear at the company's shows and sold them, accruing over $100 million, uh, excuse me, $1 million, but just, $1 just million, dollars, still a huge sum of money. That is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially from selling like random autographs and stuff. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Now, supposedly Seamus used outlets owned by members of his extended family to move the goods. <laughs> yeah, now dig this. Uh, in a two-week span, the company's stock dropped 18%. Seamus presented a possibly forged a letter from his brother, Garib. He's the former CEO of Wizard. He uh, resigned earlier this year, um, demanding like the money that, that he says they were owed. Mm-hmm. But they suspect that the letters were fraudulent. Uh, a third Seamus brother, Kenny... Uh, resigned from the board of directors, and Seamus diverted. Uh, Steve diverted all contacts from that point on to his lawyer, and allegedly attempted to delete all of his company emails. Now they just went missing. They don't have any hard proof that it was him getting rid of them. They were just gone. So he pulled the Hillary. Yeah. Hey, this is some deep. Yeah, bro. So real quick though, for the uninitiated and the layman like me, what does Wizarding Inc. do? Uh, Wizarding Inc. is the company that puts on. They put on conventions. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so they'll have like Marina Sirtis come sign at this blank. Lou Ferrigno come oh, sign at this. Oh, that's awesome. And they have like action figures and comics and all that stuff in, yes. in the midst of all that okay. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they collect all those beforehand. This isn't one of those. This person was at Comic Con. Come meet them and then line up for their like. 
um, I don't know, their small stack of stuff yeah. that they'll, they'll sign for you or bring your own. This is, we have pre-autographed stuff okay. that we'll have available to purchase. Okay. And they sign it all ahead of time, and they send it ahead of time. And that's what this dude was doing. Now, do they still do the catalogs, too? I haven't seen a wizard in forever. Yeah, um, maybe so I haven't seen it since, like, high school. I'm not sure if they still did it. Yeah. We're talking uh, a print. Uh, <laughs> Fair to, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I was their moneymaker, man. I remember Keisha always would go out and buy the Keyword Wizard Mags. was, brother. I stopped reading Wizard Magazine when I remember they did a... If we recast the X Men movie with members of TRL, who would be who? And I'm like, you know gotcha. what? I'm done. Gotcha. I'm, I'm done. Enough. Enough. Yeah. Enough. Carson Daly was at his prime. Yeah, <laughs> man. He was at his prime at the age of forty. We're dead. <laughs> oh. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. Nah, nah you, you, you're right there. Um, we only five years off from that, brother. Keep that for yourself. Um, I mean, back then I'm talking about he was in his freaking forties. Yeah, no, I, I, I suck. It was old as dirt. Before dirt was oh uh, okay. That's what just for just was it Jennifer Love you whatever her name was. Nah, Christina Aguilera. They had a her whole. too. I mean that joke got around. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yep, yep. Okay. Well, either way, last year Wizard lost 4.3 million dollars, <sighs> and they've been cutting back on their shows. Now they're suing to recover quote unquote well all compensation, salary, commissions, and bonuses paid to Sheamus. Now the money that Sheamus made on the side, and also conveniently uh, all his siblings have quit the company. <laughs> Because that's not suspect at all. Yeah. Uh, they own side businesses. Like this is all. This is all in some like deep mafia family stuff. You know, they kept it on the inside. Yeah, this is and the Irish mob, dude. Yeah. This is the Irish mob. The right here. Yeah. Uh, same, the same one that got Kennedy in office. Like for real, dude. This, yeah. This is pretty gangster. Hey man, I'm down with the Shillelagh. I'm in Boston. Y'all wear my Celtics jersey proudly. Don't point that. Get on camera. But you know, this is this is this is this is wild, man. Because you, because <laughs> we're talking about like convention people. You know, this is this is, this is like, to be made, man. Yeah, but Girl Scout cookie game got it all locked too, man. That's, somebody greasing their hands off there too. Let's call it what it is, man. Buddy is buddy. I, I don't care how you getting it. I think that's butter, man. <laughs> <laughs> the butter industry's getting that money, man. Lando oh, Lakes is all over Lando the Lakes all is, over. Oh. <laughs> Don't, don't, sleep, don't sleep on that country crock empire. No. <laughs> no. Oh, Lando Lakes makes that too. That's why they got Pocahontas there in the middle. She's the hitman. Yeah, this is. this is. You never, never see it coming. This story is about as filthy as it gets, dude. This is all the mob fans. This is just, yeah, this is just filthy. <laughs> like everyone. Oh, they get you. Like yeah, everyone resigns. Blood pressure. He's, he's giving them fraudulent letters. Like, no, really. Like, I was owed this money, and he told me that the best way to do this was to sell stuff illegally and not tell any of you about it because. They're just below me. Yeah, man. like no, this is this is just the filthiest thing I've read all day. This is on some Gordon Gecko stuff, man. This is this is like this is like deep Wall Street level hey, corruption. Read is good, right? And I couldn't find a picture of this dude. I imagine he looks like uh, that dude Ellis from Die Hard, the the, 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 the sleaziest stockbroker, cocaine sniffing motherfucker. But with uh, Buddy, he's got the orange hair, bright orange hair. <laughs> bright, yeah. Ellis hyper, with bright orange hyper hair. Ginger. Yeah, <laughs> the most gingerest of of of. of, of of white color. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was picturing Johnny Depp from Black Mass. Uh, mm, uh, you know what? Not yeah. bad. Not bad. Yeah. But, think, but think more. Um, uh, Jack Nicholson, The Departed, out of shape. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the old gangster. Yeah. The old, the old singing, G. Yeah, singing old Danny Boy like Jack Nicholson in Anger Management. 
<laughs> okay, so before this gets too even more racist, um, it's it's a Wizard World Inc. story. If you're really into Wizard World conventions, uh, uh, even even the magazine we mentioned. I mean, if you're like the little nostalgia and everything. Yeah, if you're one of the last four people on earth who still reads that garbage, look into the story because this is the type of corruption we don't normally see in any types of geek avenues, and that's so it's a slippery slope in some cases, and that's a dark <laughs> path. That that's down. probably the you're right. That's probably the darkest we see, but we see some dirt. Right, we, we had we had that game that we had that game that was supposed to drop. Um, it was supposed to be like this weird like Farmville with porn or something like that. They're yeah, supposed to, yeah, and they right. and all these people invested their money with the Kickstarter, yeah, and then uh, the was it the lead artist just took Yo, off with the money. Herb is yeah. still trying to pull <laughs> off those T-shirts. It was like was it like breeding still. season is what it was called. <laughs> I think the three of us were on yeah. that show. Yeah. It's like they poured all this money into it. It's like okay, yeah, all these people. I think they raised like what's it like forty five thousand a oh, month it, it was, it for was, like for like a yeah. year or some change. Mm. And then the, and then the lead artist cut loose. He's like one of the founders. And he cut loose with all his art, his and intellectual like 90% property. Of the funds. And ninety percent of us are gone. It's yeah. like, what? That's horrible. Like all these people waiting for their, waiting for their freaking. The people waiting for their porn is they farm their farm porn yeah. and it's gone. Yeah, I mean that's genius, right? No one's gonna want to own up to that lawsuit. That's the no. worst. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the worst kind of criminal ever because he found the last faction of Earth of, on on Earth of people willing to pay for porn, porn. Yeah. and he robbed them. <laughs> Man, <laughs> the poor, the downtrodden, yeah, it's like finding, the misinformed. Yeah. It's like finding the last dodo and feeding it like rat poison, telling it it's bird food. Uh, you know. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, I think yeah, we need seed. more honest nerds. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. Yeah. No, so I mean, this is bad, but I mean, that's pretty screwed up too. It's all. But this is, but this is really bad. This, You're this, right. This is a new level of screwed up, man. I, I, I weep for the future if this is the kind of kind of crushing we're looking at now because this this comes with like you know wingtip shoes and feathered hair that, that that's a different that's a different <laughs> level of crime but you know look it up and judge for yourselves um wizard world inc is the company uh they lost a lot of money but they're still going this well, not going strong but they're still going period so maybe the next con coming your way might be affected by this so keep an eye out mm-hmm. um i think we've darkened the doorstep of the show enough i want to go to some light affair and talk to our man of the hour mr dale stones Hey, what's going on? Dale is here to promote the old school game show, which is an outlet we are also familiar with here. You want to give us the rundown of what's going on? Yeah, sure. So November 19th, we're doing the old school game show Cardiovascular Spectacular. That was, um, it's a... it's a new version of the um, the theme that we ran last time, and basically it's just like it's a, it's a tribute to that whole uh, era of you know the crystal light aerobic workout, <laughs> like television yes. disaster. Yeah, um, yeah. Spandex, spandex. All day. Yeah, exactly. Everyone had leotards up to their ass, like yes. You know? Oh man, it was it was a terrible time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Galad was a thing back then, like on VHS. Yeah, um, unlimited Kimmel Toho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, take so, off your Z Cavaricis and put on your. Put on your all day spandex. Yeah, wait, mm-hmm. I'm not selling this too well. I better start over. Oh, okay. oh yeah, sorry. Lay it on. No, it's great. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's going to be a good time. Uh, old school game show. If you've never actually been, it's just, um, it's a great time. You get come down, win prizes. You get called up from the audience. Got that element of prices right. There's a live band, um, mm-hmm. and then there's just a whole theatrical arc that goes on with uh, you know, the the uh, the cast and you know Mike D'Angelo, who's just off the walls crazy. Um, it's worth the price alone to just go there and just laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're laughing at him, not with him. It's important to specify. <laughs> so, all right. Well, to, any, to, to our fans who don't know, um, it's not just a show; it's a performance, like interactive performance. Audience members can be part of the experience, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you called up, you get to you know be a part of the games, and you know it's oftentimes on stage where actually, you know, doing stuff with the audience members and. I won't say what that means. I won't really get into it. You're just going to have to go. It's going to nice. be a surprise, Could be good or bad. Whoa, yeah. Okay, that sounds illicit, Joe. Hold on. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty cool, though. You may hey, get yeah. slimed, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> it's like, ladies and gentlemen, you will get wet. 
yeah. yeah. Um, whether or not he means above or below the waist uh, remains to be seen. Come over the prize or come home embarrassed, you know, or hey. somewhere in between. Or maybe both. Both, uh, yeah, definitely a possibility. A little bit of A, a little bit of B. Yeah. Like, you may feel a little dirty, but you may like it as well. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, okay, so what's your part in the show? Uh, so I... If I remember correctly, and you know, we we <laughs> do some scripts pretty close to the uh, to when the show starts. But um, I'm playing Jack Stones, who's like a fitness instructor who sort of comes out of the TV off the videotape and uh, gives Mike a uh, an inspirational monologue halfway through the show to try to uh, best his challenge. Which you know, I, I won't spoil anything, but mm-hmm. um, uh, it goes awful. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so I'm supposed to be this inspiring fitness guru. And um, well, did you did you channel any inspiring figures? From popular culture, to to, to yeah. <laughs> deliver this terrible, terrible monologue. No, you know it's 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 fitness people are weird. Yes, um, yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> yes, they are. You know, you, you look around like I. So the the Galag guy, my dad actually had a VHS tape of him, and he had this weird habit of like putting him in, and then like he didn't have weight, so he would use soup cans. It was like <laughs> the weirdest thing. Like watching this, and, and this guy is like Israeli guy from the '80s, like wearing these ridiculous outfits on the beach with his mom, just doing these absurd <laughs> workouts, and like just not taking down the energy for a, just an entire hour. And you're just nice. sitting there going like, "Is that what it takes?" Just the dedication. Yeah. Yeah. dedication be, yeah, you have to. Be it takes this, psychosis. Be, yeah. <laughs> really, really high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a, you know, the 80s were a magical time. Until my, I was four when they died. But you know. <laughs> what about my, the 2000s, my, my, my man? Mother. P90X. Oh, P- well, that's that's oh, different. My mother had yeah. one of those tapes she's talking about. He's right. Um, yeah. It was this old football player, Lyle Alzado. And his thing was, I'm doing curls with gallons of milk. And then after the workout, <laughs> you drink the milk. I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of, isn't that kind of productive? You just had a, a 10-minute workout so you could sit there and chug a gallon of milk yourself? Yeah, the math doesn't work. No. Dedication, no. man. It's the act of. It does a body good, man. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He also died at 32, so, I mean, that that's, yeah, that maybe uh, maybe a counterproductive um, uh, uh, calisthenics uh, 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 program. This is not what you're pushing to the people. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't take any fitness tips from this show. I, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. <laughs> but, damn, I need to go get my leotard. Get yeah. together. Exactly. Just, get my thigh mask to see what I'm missing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, resistance bands or whatever they use that aren't shake weight. anymore. <laughs> shake weight. Yeah. Shake weight. Oh, there will be shake weights. I can there promise sh- that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. They read my letters. <laughs> plural. Shake weights. Mo- plural. Nice. Yeah. Best yeah, you, you, show <laughs> ever. Yeah. All right. So this, this is the, well. First of all, this isn't your first uh, OSGS, right? No, no, no. I'm a, okay. I'm a permanent cast member, so I've been on probably I don't know, 15 or 16th by this point. Damn. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, this is, but this is one of my favorite ones, one of my favorite uh, themes that I've seen. So I'm I'm really excited for it. Wait, how many different ones do you have? Because I've I've been a, I've been a, I've been several times, and every time it's different. Do you all rotate? Because I know Jay was specific, particularly pissed, mm-hmm. uh, like like two years ago when you missed the the wrestling. Yes, oh, that was a good. one. Yes, my feelings was hurt, and I was I was still a little mad at P about it. Is my anger decreased some, but I'm still a little mad. Yeah, that one. That, that, that no phone call, no text, no nothing. It's either my favorite or my <laughs> second favorite. You, you Bro, he, for... this, he said it's his favorite. Yeah. I mean, mm. we, we set up the whole Davis Square Theater like a wrestling ring. <laughs> oh, I hate you, P. I hate you. You didn't even tell me that. No. Okay, we're going to go back to the record yes. of the show. You said you set up the whole arena like a wrestling ring? Yeah. yeah. 
bro, you'd even tell I, me I, that. I, I learned like two days before, and I tried to hit you up. I think you were away for the army or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. Your wife told me to sit and spin. <laughs> and I don't know what's going on right there. Your son gave me the finger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he wasn't even born yet. He wasn't. <laughs> um, well, well, okay, okay, okay. To be fair, mm-hmm. you know, wash away some of that salt in the wound, brother. I'm sorry. Thank um, you. Will that show ever come around again? Do you guys like recycle shows or rehash them down the line? I, I, yeah, I mean, I would be surprised if that one didn't come back. Oops. Oh, okay. Um, I would be surprised. It was uh-huh. it was definitely like a cast favorite. Like we loved that one. It was it was great getting to hit Mike D'Angelo with a chair. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would do that every show if I could. Um, oh yeah, brother! I want to Mike, Mike you're out there. Much love. The summer jam, summer slam. We're gonna rock out with our clams out. I know it doesn't rhyme, but you get my meaning. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Yeah. You should be good. a hype man, dude. <laughs> but I'm gonna tag in and improve you, cause I'm the okay. Because uh, I'm the intern. I'm the yeah, intern. I was there with you. <laughs> Meta slam. All right, so give us, uh, give our listeners the. Oh, actually, no. Continue this, cause okay, you know the shows from both the inside and outside, dude. What's your favorite part of these things, man? Oh man, just seeing those scripts and like getting the first read with the group because like you know there's everything works together so well you know that we show up and the band's already done the choreography's done like everyone comes together in the space but the first chance we get to actually look at the script and just just say those lines out loud you never know what people are going to deliver or like how they're going to deliver those characters it's our, it's our first time seeing a lot of the jokes so it's just mm. it's just great we're all in a room and we're just like all pissing our pants laughing going and the audience is going to love this mm. so, that's awesome yeah that so really is yeah so. I like it. I like. I like the fact that it's not just a job. Like you enjoy this. Oh yeah. Because you're hanging out with. I'm assuming these are these are folks you build relationships with. These are your friends, and you're able to come together as friends and colleagues to be able to perform to be able to put on this performance for the audience and of course with audience participation but i can only imagine just how fun it is and that whole creative process yeah and, and i'll tell you something that uh, i really loved at the one that we did we did one at laugh boston which mm-hmm. was um it was like the uh, like this high school prom sort of episode and like mm-hmm. some of the things that are just the funniest about it you just cannot predict like um, I was I was sort of uh, on stage. I was arm in arm with, with one of my uh, you know one of my, the, the prom date for the scene, and mm-hmm. Mike was like you know competing for prom king, and like he did this crazy bombastic thing, and he fell right off the stage. Oh, he, there's like a four foot <laughs> drop. It's bigger than this table, and but the thing was he grabbed my arm. It was very action hero. Like he grabbed my arm at the last second, and I was of course anchored to the person who's holding my arm, mm-hmm. and we just pulled him right back up after he knocked over like three tables, and like, <laughs> and he was just like whoa I'm up, and it was just like one of the it was like it was like in boomerang. It was like. Ah. You know? nice. um, but like just the stuff like that, we're all just sitting there trying to like keep it together so we don't lose the scene. But it, you know, stuff like that happens. It's all, all part of the show, the folks. Time. That guy with the fork in his lung, he's with us. Like, oh, he'll be all right. Yeah, but, put some tussin on it. He'll be all right. No. But that's awesome. Yeah. Give that man a drink. So, yeah, like we all. Yeah, we all know each other. We all hang out. So it's just when that happens, we'll just be like, hey, remember that time? Like almost split his head open. That's <laughs> cool. You can work with friends. Like I picked all these guys up off of Backpage.com. It was very sordid business, and now you know. <laughs> you get to work with people you know, you trust. Well, anyways, give our listeners um, the inside, inf- well, the inside, the information on where they can check the show out. Yeah, definitely. So uh, November nineteenth at seven p.m. at Oberon. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets are still on sale. You can get them online, and uh, I think they'll be available at the door too, provided we don't sell out. So just show up seven o'clock. They already on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah, All right. Like it. Uh, ticketing link is open. So uh, you know, come on down. Love to see you. Um, Throw your name in the bowl, try to get called up, and you know, win some prizes. Nice. 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 Oberon's one of our favorite places. It's actually a two-arrow street in uh, Cambridge. So, I mean, I highly endorse and recommend getting your tickets early. 
because that they usually mm-hmm. sell out. Yeah, they yeah. usually sell out. And as nice as the venue as it is, I ain't trying to do that standing room stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Table be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got a nice balcony. Well, balcony. They got a nice like mini mezzanine there. With, yeah, you know, tables and curtains and things. And you can sit down all proper like. And if you don't get that, you're standing in the. Uh, you're standing right in the middle on that hard ass floor. It's like looking up and wishing, like all of the twists and some stuff. You know, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear all the twists, so all the twists and the cod piece or something. But I, anyways, <laughs> how did you get, get, get in here? <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, what's the URL they can uh, they can pick these up at? Yeah, it's just it's real simple: www.oldschoolgameshow.com. Ticketing link is in there. Should be able to find it real easy. All right, cool. All right, OSGS, dude. Dale Stones, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. All right. Now. And now, across to Johnny. Yo. You said you were the only other person that saw? Doctor Strange is what I'm talking about, because, dude, I love uh, the crap out of this movie, and being alone in this room hurts. Everyone, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know people have gone, and they were all, they're about excited as you are. Yeah. Me too. They were really stoked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't make it to watch Inception. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny, funny guy, funny guy. Okay, I'm talking, of course, about Doctor Sh- Marvel's Doctor Strange, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Tilda Swinton, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Okay, now I've been I've been pronouncing this wrong. Apparently, um, it's Chuatel Ejiofor. And I've been saying Chuetel Ejiofor. I've been saying that, I like too. that one. I've been yeah. saying that, too, man. Yeah, and, and apparently he's gone on a tirade this last year of correcting people. I just call him Solomon Northrop. That's what I call him. What you just said is proper. It sounds like uh, George Lucas gave him his name. Chuetel. Yeah, it does sound like some... It's like some Jar Jar yeah. Binks third. Yeah, movie. like he's going to pop up in the Senate. Some in the level. next Star Wars movie, like yeah. he's just gonna be there. He's great at being a confusing villain. <laughs> he's a really that dude will send your eyes like ice through your veins. He's just great. He's a great actor. Yeah, no, he's. he's I, I like. He's, he's one of those people where it's like you're not top build, but if he's in a movie, I will see it just based on the fact that he's in it because I want to see what he does with whatever he's given. Yeah, no, mm. he, he's he's he's. I will say he's gifted. Um, his work in Twelve Years a Slave was chilling. Oh my god, mm-hmm. so good. Uh, and my performance is still though in the movie Serenity. Yes. Yeah, uh, oh, he was oh, yeah. the operative. Didn't know who he was back then. He was just this random dude who would do the most heinous stuff with this like half smile. And the whole thing is, mm-hmm. I bought him as this like hard religious zealot, off mm-hmm. of like a made-up religion. But the mm-hmm. whole thing was, he believed in everything he did so much that, yes, I'm killing you, and it's hurting. But no, you're dying for a greater purpose. And I'm just like, damn, that's cold. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, go ahead, Debo. <laughs> and uh, well, well, Chuatel is in this movie as uh, as Mordo. Uh, there was a lot of uh, controversy with Tilda Swinton being cast as yep. the Ancient One too, which yep. is a role historically uh, portrayed. In comics and in cartoons, uh, and everywhere else. Well, that, well, there hasn't been that much besides like the comics and cartoons, mm-hmm. and I guess trading cards and stuff. There was a live-action 1970s Doctor Strange show mm-hmm. attempt that looked more like, dude, it looked more like 70. It looked more like more like some 70s porn than like a <laughs> like a, a, a kid show. A lot of TV did back then. True, but this was like handlebar mustache, whole nine yards. Yo, was the, that the BBC was, one? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember if it was yeah, BBC. Yeah, it was like a made-for-TV movie by the BBC. Yeah. You sure? Because mm. I, remember, I remember American Accents, and the dude that played the, that played him looked like John Holmes in a in a, in a like black in, a, in a, uh, a Sterling Archer turtleneck. Oh, too late. BBC mm. did it. <laughs> Sterling Archer turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. okay that was well, a disturbing image. Man. That, <laughs> 
Okay, the, the, the point is the bottom. The bottom line is that version was crap. John yeah. Holmes did a very corn, but well, did a very did John Holmes job. Benedict Cumberbatch, um, Bandersnatch, Cardamom. Just always be laughing at his name. This is really your name. This is really your name. Benadryl. Uh, <laughs> Benadryl catheter. <laughs> Call the bento box cumberbund. Or That's not a <laughs> There's like this little my favorite. There's like this little BuzzFeed. It was like, how many times his name been mispronounced or jacked up? What is your favorite mispronunciation of his name? And it's like him doing um clearly pressed for Doctor Strange. Yeah. And at the bottom of the screen, it said better than Cumber Patch. Like yeah. Cumber Patch. I'm just like, man, yeah. who who was the guy whose job was to type the name in? I'll tell you what though. It's not his job anymore. He got fired right after that section aired. Man. Like cup of patch, like cabbage patch kids. But go ahead. No, no, we make fun, but I love this movie. I mm-hmm. went and had an amazing time, and I didn't go in expecting much. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is kind of a, a second tier Marvel character, especially now mm-hmm. with the popularity of the Avengers and of the X Men having having the uh, having gotten a resurgence with the um, younger generation movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say even with like TV shows like Agents of Shield, you know, Marvel is popular and they're pushing these other characters. No one's really thinking about well, Doctor Strange. I need to go into the Marvel's magic universe, and this would be the f- this was basically a gamble uh, for the studio. And in my opinion, it really worked out. I thought this movie looked amazing, and I mean, they did seed this cast with freaking amazing actors. Like mm-hmm. I thought, I, th- I think at least like three of these people have Oscars. Not, not you know, we're up for Oscars, but actually won. You know, Tilda Swinton has what seventeen for playing every race except white. Uh, no, I, I, no this, this this might be, and this is this might actually be my favorite Tilda Swinton performance. Hmm. And I was of the mindset of, well, there, this may be whitewashing. I don't completely buy into it, but I was kind of thinking in the back of my mind, yeah, but why do they choose her specifically to play the historically Asian character? And you get a sense of why in the movie. And it's not a spoiler to say that the way they, not necessarily rewrite, but the way they kind of reimagine uh, the ancient one's background, it didn't doesn't necessarily have to be an ancient Asian person. Hmm. as long as they're ancient and fill the role. And they answered a lot of questions that people are definitely going to walk into, is what I'm getting at. And I thought it was handled very well, handled respectfully. You know, if at points they didn't have the CG going, okay, now, bam, in your face with some magic and then a couple of (laughs) of jokes in, I'd be like, yo, this is actually a prestige film. Oh, well, first of all, hold on. Before I go into my point, high point and low points, the premise of this movie is very simple. They're telling the origin story of Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. If anyone's not familiar with this character, he's the primary sorcerer, the primary magic user in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange was a very gifted uh, surgeon, brain surgeon, who was in a horrible accident and lost the use of his hands in trying to find methods to cure his affliction because as a surgeon, his hands are his life. Once the world of science failed him. It was like, you know, you're hosed, you're crippled for life. He went seeking help from the magic realm, you know, from shamans, from wise people, from Dalai Lama types. And eventually that led him to the ancient one. And that's where the story kicks off. Benedict Cumberbatch plays that very well. You like him at the beginning of this movie as just this really cocky doctor, which may be a failing because you're not supposed to like this guy, but he just plays it well where you like him until you don't like him. And when you don't like him, he he gives you reason not to. Because he becomes a dick. <laughs> I was amazed by the performance because I questioned Benedict Cumberbatch's ability to play. He, he play. He's a good actor, mm-hmm. but Doctor Strange is an American. You know, he's got to do the accent, and he's got to really portray that. I, I was like a Tony Stark type, you know, and then I wasn't. But I've got to come back from it. And like I can buy him in the end, but I was worried about whether or not I'd, I'd buy him in the beginning, 
and mm-hmm. it's awfully silent here, y'all. I mean, any any anyone taking yeah, anything yeah, from this? Definitely, and I, and I would say that I was talking to, to you about this earlier. How he um, he just crushes this whole line of medical jargon in an American accent, mm. and I'm saying they're like. That's probably the hardest part of the film for him. It's just like <laughs> rattling off all these medical diagnoses in front of uh, in front of his his um, his coworker, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just uh, it's Rachel McAdams, right? Yes, Rachel yeah, McAdams. Forget about her. Hmm. I, did, I did double check and make sure in, in my head, but yeah, no, he's just walking down the hallway talking about all these diagnoses, and I'm just like, all right, they're just establishing what a phenomenal actor he is. They're not even they're not even trying to like set up <laughs> that he's a doctor. They're just trying to say that this is the biggest challenge he had to face in this yeah. film. Mm-hmm. And then of course he goes into being just Benedict Cumberbatch with superpowers. Well I was also really impressed with the <laughs> <laughs> It's true though. It's so true. That's the film, right? <laughs> Same movie. <laughs> I was I was uh, very impressed with how they 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 straddled the line a bit of having some of that stuff be really heavy handed because Doctor Strange's origin is one of those um, based in like a deep morality of well you screwed up and now this is your penance you know you have to learn a lesson or else you never grow and it's like no that's touched on but it's, it got to it got to the point of no we've got bigger fish to fry we've got more mm-hmm. important things than to just like guilt trip you mm-hmm. and they got to that in a in a in a in a in a, fee, in, a in a in a good amount of time like in they didn't uh, force any issues mm-hmm. and this didn't become a big like sob story of oh I'm so distraught and I can't Fight and I can't accept the responsibility. Like, no, we've got things to do. And he picks up the kung fu, and there's a lot of kung fu in this. If they'd really emphasized that, I would have been on board from day one mm. because it's far more of an action movie than we were originally presented. We thought Doctor Strange is going to be this and reading a lot of books and something or other. And yes, it is. That intercut with some of the most amazing visuals. Dude, I was blown away by this. I had heard it'd be good to see an IMAX 3D. I took a gamble. Dude, I was not let down. I mm. thought. All right, now see, that's important to me because oh, I, man. as a rule, I never watch movies in 3D. This is because one they of them. waste it. It's just like I'm paying four extra dollars for no reason. So now I will go see this. Man, in my uh, opinion, just from, just from the the trailer and the commercials that I saw, it looked mm-hmm. very much, and I said earlier, like Inception, like mm-hmm. visually, it looked mm-hmm. like they were pulling off a lot of things that they were yeah. doing mm-hmm. in yeah. that movie. Well, the in, city's rolling up and oh all that. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot of visuals. It was done amazingly. Yeah, in my opinion, there's only there's only been three movies that are really deserving of IMAX 3D specifically, and that's the original Matrix. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, Inception, which Johnny just mentioned, yep. mm-hmm. and now Doctor Strange. Really? Like it's mm-hmm. the latest addition to that. Like I walked in, just like complete gamble. I'll give it a shot. Maybe it'll be worth IMAX, or maybe it'll be worth 3D, or maybe just one of those. You know, it just got a little hyped up. I was, I'm sitting there, just like, holy crap, that is beautiful. And then Tilda Swinton like waves her arms, and then something else happens that's even more incredible. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's rare to walk in having kind of mediocre expectations and walking out not just like okay I'm satisfied that was good but blown away by the visuals. Yeah. I emphasize by the visuals because the story um, was good, not great. Right. Mads Mikkelsen, good actor. Uh, everyone may know him as Hannibal. He's done a lot of uh, other roles, mm-hmm. um, which he was kind of like a oh you what, remember the movie oh yeah that guy you know in yeah. um, in Class of the Titans he was oh that guy with the funny accent and the weird lip. Mm-hmm. You know, in um, mm-hmm. Casino Royale, he was the uh, the uh, the uh, not the bomber. He was the um, bombing broker, the bomber broker. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was uh, the Bond was play- yes, Le Chief. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Bond oh, was yeah. playing oh, against that right. cried blood. That yep. guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, not really a front man. He was the fr- he was the main villain in this, mm. and he did okay. But 
did okay for being not really being given much to do. It was just kind of like, yeah. I'm, it's like I'm evil because I, be, I, I believe in this guy, so I'm fighting you. It's like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Do you have an end game? Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. or are you just are you just evil to, for the purpose yeah. of being evil? And this is, and this is that was my main concern is after watching, you know, seeing Cottonmouth and Luke Cage mm-hmm. and yeah. Kilgrave and Jessica Jones mm-hmm. and Fisk and now the Punisher. It's like the TV game is crushing villains. Oh yeah, like yeah. the like just the most scary, chill, compelling characters to watch be bad. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the movies and it's just you know like uh, I always think of this guy because I was so disappointed in uh, John Travolta. <laughs> yeah, him too. But no, uh, the the main villain from um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh. Ronan. Like, oh. Yeah, Ronan. That, that, yeah. that, that, that fucking child. Just that was just ridiculous. So you mean petulant? Yeah. No, I know what I said. So so tragic. Well, like like because yeah. like that like to an, me an, was, an adult whining baby. Yeah, that to me is like if they focus even like five minutes more screen time on him mm. and give him something to do. That's what takes that movie from like wow, it was a lot of fun to like holy crap, this was amazing. Like this could be like one of the best movies of this year or yeah. this decade, mm. and it just. That villain was so flat, and like I'm every movie comes out, I'm like, maybe this is the one. And with the exception of Civil War, which is a little murky anyway, for yeah. you know, everyone's kind of the good guys and the bad guys in that movie. The villains you know? are all of us, yeah, <laughs> so deep. Oh yeah. god, I just got that. I was hoping, but all right, I'm still, I'm gonna see it. Like, it's, yeah, no, I, it, I for fun alone, you know, it looks amazing. I mm. highly recommend yep. it. Uh, Matt Michelson was not on that level of ineffect of ineffectualness. Okay, for, that uh, gives me hope. But he was kind of like it, it's not his performance that was bad. It was understanding his motivations. Yeah. But with a movie like this, it's easy to get lost in the plots, and mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to realize I'm not going to get everything the first time. It may be worth seeing a second time. Yeah. Um, but definitely worth seeing at least once. I recommend uh, the best quality image you can find in your area. If that's IMAX, cool. If that's 3D, cool. If that's IMAX 3D, go for it. If you have D-Box, amazing. Uh, Herb, you got what do you got, brother? Dude, man, I want to ask, spoiler free, does it have a cool uh, after credit scene? I don't know about cool. It's poignant if you like the movie you sat through. They are poignant. There is two. There's a mid-credits and a uh, post-credits. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both poignant if you like what you saw. They're awesome if you know Doctor Strange. If you don't, they're just kind of like, okay, yep, sh- yeah, all right. If you somehow hated the two hours that you sat through then i mean you probably leave anyways so don't worry about it nice but yeah there's two uh there's two there's a mid-credits um scene and the post-credits all right for the for the mcu is this a good setup for guardians of the galaxy 2 seeing as the next one that's in the shoot no because imagine just followed um, up i mean in terms of like it's um how good it is because I mean, you're both are raving about it mm-hmm. i mean i've seen civil war receive the same sort of rave reviews like this is amazing and you see dr strange come after and like this is amazing i mean is it safe to say that Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two has a has some big shoes to fill. At that being the next movie in the shoot, um, or should we drink, should we drop it down a little bit? Make some more Mike just said. Should we drop it down just a little bit? Now, visually, yes. Mm-hmm. Story wise, no. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you, and the reason I say this is because there were several allusions to the rest of the Marvel movies mm-hmm. in this in this in this picture in mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. but you really had to pay attention to realize them. Mm-hmm. And only one did they make kind of like obvious because it was one of those moments where someone said something and he was like, what? But, huh? What? And then they cut the scene real quick. <laughs> like that was almost literally what he said. It was like, 
dude says something and then just walks away in a moment of confusion, almost like <laughs> almost like out of a sitcom. He's like, huh? What? <laughs> Make some funny noises, and then it's over. <laughs> and besides that, there were the other ones you had to pay attention, like really listen to background mm-hmm. dialogue mm-hmm. and stuff. And they were talking. Oh damn! I don't want to spoil it because it's it, it's it's cool if you catch it. If gotcha. you don't, don't worry about it. It was it was there. Watch it a second, third time, and you'll get it, and you'll be like, oh, I was an idiot. And, a year ago, yeah, but yeah. I, do, I do say though. I mean, it is pretty formulaic as far as all the Marvel films go. You know, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're expecting some sort of like breakout, you know, movie that that offers you something new, it's probably not going to be that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's just like the other origin stories. They got a good formula. They're banking on it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's fun to watch. So money's worth definitely. Yep. Sounds good. Definitely right. good action, decent story, beautiful, amazing. It's impossibly beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. I recommend seeing it in IMAX in 3D. All right. Fantastic. All right. Got to catch it. All right. So, James, my man. JM, the thriller priest, the most informed man in sports entertainment. Uh, I'll set the bar too high. I'll set the bar too high. Oh, okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> a brother that read a wrestling magazine once back in 1996. <laughs> With Mr. Perfect on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> a man who knows who D'Lo Brown is. He's the man, dude. He was. <laughs> D'Lo yeah. Brown was the man. All right. But you have the Hell in the Cell report for us, brother. Let us know what's going on. Yes, down. yes, yes. A little D'Lo Brown story after this. I'll tell you if you, okay. if you want to know. It's hilarious. All right. So, um... Hell in a Cell. I'm going to go over the three Hell in a Cell matches because we're a little tight on time. Um, overall, it was WWE's most progressive pay-per-view, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, the Hell in a Cell, typically with this pay-per-view, they, only, they usually only end the match, the, um, the final pay-per-view match in the Hell in a Cell, which effectively is for those of you who may watch wrestling, may have fell out of wrestling, just kind of, what's the Hell in a Cell? Effectively, is when they put the giant cage around it and put a top on it. It's really what it is. So they lock them in the cell. Um, so they send the giant cage from the rafters, brother. Pretty much. You watch it come down, and there's a top on it, and no, people hold I just really want to do that voice. <laughs> Somewhere, Randy Savage just smiling just a little bit. <laughs> so there were three matches of Hell in a Cell, and they were all for the title. So Roman Reigns went up against Rusev for the title uh, for the United States Championship. Honestly, it was just a smash up fight. Um, they worked the cell pretty good. I mean, for the most part, it was um, them using tables and chairs and mostly the stairs because these are both two big guys. So they'll pick up the steel stairs and throw it at each other. And Reigns walked away with the title. Um, him all holding on to the title. So it wasn't really much to it. Just two big guys fighting. And that's really about it. Don't look for big spots or anything for that. What's well, up, little blase though? They were giving Reigns a big push early at the start of this year. What happened to that? Um, I mean, the big push was for- forced. The people don't want to see it because it was crystal clear they were giving him the push because he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Big guy who looked like a wrestler. So the fans weren't buying it. Damn. They weren't buying it because he wasn't a believable character. The guy can't talk well. When we say talk, he means like he can't cut a promo real good. Yeah. Um, He's just a big guy. He was trying so hard, and the fans were not liking it to the point where WWE's to this day was still tuned down the booze in the arena and turn up his music so they'll play with their levels. So you at home watching it are thinking, wow, they kind of like this guy. No, they're tuning it down so <laughs> you don't hear the booze because they're trying so hard to make you like him. It's like, nah, dude, we don't like him. Too bad. Damn. Because for the next match we're going to talk about for the WWE Universal Championship, um, it's Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins because people actually like Kevin Owens because he's a chubby guy. Nestle call him out of shape, but he's a chubby guy who could move real well, who could wrestle, who could talk, who's been in the game for 
17, 18 years on independent circuit. I mean, people were following this guy, but he was wrestling in the gym. You know what I mean? High school gym, National Guard armories, you know. People remember him from there, and they see him on a big stage. People love him. So it's kind of like, why do they love this guy, but not this guy we want them to love? And Vince being a 70-year-old guy, he wants you to love what he loves. You better love it. So he's going to try to force you into liking it. So it was kind of weird with this particular match. I would say it was the best Hell in a Cell match on the entire card. Uh, Seth Rollins and... Um, and Kevin Owens did a great job in terms of utilizing the cage, utilizing the space, and thinking of interesting ways of utilizing um, the other materials that are there. So one thing they did with the, with the with the tables was incredibly shocking to the point where I jumped out my seat because it was like, wow, this is crazy. They set up a table between the edge of the ring and the um, and the wall of the cage. And they took another table, put it at a 45-degree angle on top of it, mm-hmm. and then powerbombed it through both tables, which I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this guy can legit get hurt. But they pulled it off masterfully. It was great. Owens went through two tables, but somehow, some way, um, he was able to win. Well, I mean, he had the help of Jericho. Jericho yeah. came out, mm-hmm. <laughs> got himself locked in the cage with him, and he pretty much tag-teamed him and beat the hell out of Rollins. And, um, and Owens kept the belt. A very fair setup. Very fair setup. It was, it was one of those... The ending was cheap, so it sucked for Owens in, my, in that regard because we need to make sure Owens is established as the guy. So to have his boy come in and help him, it kind of cheapens it a little bit, especially because it was such a good match because these two guys have been fighting since Ring of Honor days, um, Rollins and um, Owens, when it was Kevin Steen and Tyler Black when they were going at it back in Ring of Honor days and and once again, the National Guard armories and freaking high school gyms. You know, So for them to do it on this big stage was such a great was a great match to watch. Well, but like I said, the ending kind of cheaped it. That's my surprise, man. It seems like Vince's style to write in the actual playbook there that, okay, once he's locked in the cage with you, there's no escape, and then he turns on his boy, you know? Mm-hmm. You figure so. I, I was hoping for a turn to happen. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for Jericho to turn on him, but I guess it's going to so stretch that out a little bit. Okay, cool. Jenga? So I'm not alone in that. No, nah, I think most fans are expecting this turn to happen between these two, but I think it's going to take a little time for it to happen. Yeah. And when I mentioned earlier about um, how this was one of the most progressive pay-per-views for WWE is because they actually end this the first time that they ended a pay-per-view with the women's match. So it's a women's hell in the cell. Mm-hmm. First time they ever done a women's hell in the cell. Yeah. I was a little concerned about how this was going to pan out, a women's hell in the cell. Not necessarily because of, um, of it being women. But how they're going to utilize it. Because with Hell to Sell, for me, and over Hell to Sell to work, you have to do one of two things. Um, one, you have to make sure that you um, they show color, which is bleed. Mm-hmm. Or they have to do high spots, like go through tables and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still sexist, but they're not going to let the women have their, have their heads busted open, bleeding everywhere. They're not going to let it happen. So they got to figure out how to do high spots in terms of doing power bombs through tables and all that. And they tried it. And they did it before the match started. So they had a little pre-match scuffle on the outside mm-hmm. where um, where Charlotte Flair went up against Sasha Banks, who's the champion. And Charlotte Flair powerbombed her through a table, uh, through the announcer's table. And if y'all watch pro wrestling, those announcer tables are not easy to break. No. So Sasha Banks is roughly probably like 100 pounds soaking wet. So when she powerbombed her to the table, she slammed into it. And then the table broke. So you know she was in tremendous amount of pain. It was like, oh, my God, I felt for the woman. I mean, okay, I, I, don't, I, mean, I, don't, I mean, I'm not cheering on the her getting hurt. But, but it's like, like it's like word that they actually, that they actually didn't take a cheap shot there. Yeah. But the problem is it set up a bad... Um, 
a bad start to the match because then they did a whole, oh, we got a stretcher, we got to take her out to put her on the stretcher. Yeah. Then they said, oh, she can't give up the belt, and she did the whole, um, the whole dramatic ripping off the neck brace and yeah. running back to the ring so she doesn't have to forfeit the belt. And it's just like she it slowed down and momentum. Her severed leg at her, you know. It, it just, it really did. It just slowed down the momentum of the match, and I felt it was because behind the scenes, Vince McMahon did not want this to be the final match. Mm. He did not want the women to close out the show. He was against the fact that um, they were the ones who were the main event of the show. Dude, that's and it's garbage because the only reason I went through is because Triple H screamed. I was like, "Listen, you gotta make this happen. Like, we're at a prime opportunity here. These women are the best women we got in this organization. Let them close out the show. Yeah, it's incredibly important for them to close out the show, and they could do it. The problem is, I felt as if the creators, um, the, the creative team, micromanaged the story. So these women couldn't go out there put on a match they normally would because they're in the back of their mind. They have all this pressure of I gotta make this work. I gotta make this work to the point where the final the final um, closing of the match was so rushed it was ridiculous. To the point where Charlotte tried so desperately to throw um, Sasha through a table, mm-hmm. but the table wouldn't break because Sasha was so light that she just slid across the table. Literally, she tried to <laughs> shut her finger to the table and she just skidded across the table twice. <laughs> And she ended up just hitting her with a finishing move, and that was it. And it's just one of those sort of things where it's like, if you gave them the creative freedom to be able to do what they want to do, they could have figured it out. They could have done a, num- a number of things with tables and chairs. Like, um, Charlotte had her in the figure eight, and Sasha's, you know, trying to make sure she can't tap, so she reaches for the chair. And she's just smacking her with the chair while she's in a figure four leg lock. And it was just like, that was pretty cool that she was able to reach and smack her with the chair. And you, it's very rare you see a woman smacking another woman with a chair. So they brought all these other elements there. I just felt that it could have been much better utilized if you gave them creative control and not have an old guy who's 70 years old who doesn't really want them to the main event anyway calling all the shots from the back. Yeah, dude, I feel uh, like he's the Ike Perlmutter. Of, uh, of, uh, of sports entertainment. That what? The Ike Perlmutter of sports entertainment. He's the Marvel dude that made you, yeah, no, no, no blacks, no women featured in my opinion. The Vince is just in there. We can't have women actually doing stuff. Don't get me wrong. I got nothing. I don't get me wrong. I got nothing but love for Vince, but he's a product of his time. Yeah. Is what it is. And if it was up to him, okay, all women, women's matches would be accentuated with the Benny Hill music. All right. So, so let's, not, let's not give me too much. So overall, great yeah, pay per view as a whole. Um, it was it was very monumental for them to even have um, women close up the show mm-hmm. in the Hell in a Cell. My fear is that because it's so micromanaged and there is some criticism on the way it closed out, that is, it, it gives an excuse for it not to happen again. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not the case, though. I hope not, too, man. So all in all, this was a good pay-per-view. Hold on. Watch it. Get the network. Nine ninety nine. Help my stock increase. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Thanks, brother. All right. This has been The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us for another exciting Epic of a show. Uh, I want to thank our in-house guest, Dale Stones. Thank you very much. Great to be here, as always. Dude. I want to thank TJ Mikey Mike. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. MC Lefty Lewis. In the house. <laughs> Not a jive turkey. <laughs> you want to thank my homeboy, James... Stick with the thrill priest. I like that. Yeah, I want to change it up. I mean, I could be, I could be method man. All the AKAs, the Iron Lung, Italian Stallion, Marla Gibbs. It's only an hour show, bro. And of course, just Johnny. Yep, Marla Gibbs, the man who also has helped us to look extra pretty. Just I did all the makeup. You're welcome. All right, and of course, DJ Herbie Herb keeps sounding amazing, crisp, and delicious every week. Holler, guys. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yes. Stick with yes. it. Perfect. Right. You know what? You, you've earned that. You, we, we won't revoke your ghetto pass this time. All right. I want to thank you He's all for listening. Cave. <laughs> He's in the cave. He's in the cave. He's got his precious back there. Oh, He's Precious. Behind the sticky green precious is what he has back there. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll figure it out after the show, guys. <laughs>
There's so many things wrong with that. All right, if you heard anything tonight you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or just hit up the website and shoot us a message right on there at geek-down.com. Also, check us out on social media. We're on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash geekdown. We're on Twitch, of course, at twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. On iTunes, look us up, just search Geek down, and we'll come up in there. Look for the familiar label. Look for the union label. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Facebook on Twitter, it's Geek Down. Um, Instagram too, right? Instagram, yes. Geek Down. Okay, YouTube. Uh, YouTube. YouTube slash yeah. Geek Down. Yeah, we're full coverage, baby. You know what? If you also check out this episode and hit us up, we'll give you the full rundown of URLs. And also right here on WEMF Radio. Com. You know what we'll do? We'll update the show bio with all those social media URLs as well. And as always, you can catch us every Monday nights, 9 p.m. right here on WEMFradio.com. We'll catch you all next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace. Good night.